0: Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Plurk, Veronica's Closet, and Ponzi schemes. But first, a word from our sponsor. Look, watch guys don't pay retail. Neither should you. Crown & Caliber is the smartest way to buy or sell your luxury watch. You know what certified pre-owned means when purchasing a luxury automobile... With Crown & Caliber, you now have the same level of confidence when buying or selling a certified pre-owned luxury watch. And just to, for the record, all of my watches are luxury. Like, it doesn't matter what size, what shape. If it's not luxury, I'm not interested. To find the perfect watch for you, visit crownandcaliber.com slash tomorrow. Or speak to one of their watch experts at, and this is a real phone number, 888-888-8888. Or as I like to say, just keep dialing 8. Literally pick up your phone, dial 8, and someone at Crown Calibre will pick up. Uh, plus, now through August 30th, listeners who enter the promo code CC tomorrow that's the letter C, the letter C, and then tomorrow, will receive $150 off their first luxury watch purchase with Crown Calibre. And I just want to say something. You know if the discount is $150, this is an extreme luxury situation you're getting into. So check it out at crownandcaliber.com slash tomorrow. My guest today is a man who you might know, and you probably don't know at all. I certainly feel that way right now, having just had a very brief conversation with him about his background. I'm, of course, talking about tomorrow's producer and really tomorrow's um, rising star, Ryan
1: Houlihan. Hello, Josh.
0: Hello, hello tomorrow listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you probably... Here's the interesting thing. So, I actually thought, like, I should do a show with you because... uh, I've had several people say to me, Who's this guy? Who's this guy I keep hearing? Or, like, Hey, this, this guy's going to talk, get him a good mic. Somebody said that to me last <laughs> week. We were in an unfamiliar studio, so I think it's not, that's not all on you. Um, but I realized, like, you know, uh, from the start of tomorrow, originally, Magnus, uh, I had this producer, Magnus. You, you know Magnus. Oh, yes. Uh, and um, so he was sort of on board from day one. You know, he never said he never said anything where you could hear him. He didn't want to be heard. In fact, in fact, I tried to do an episode with him, and he was he was so terrified of recording and so uh, like against it. It was a really bad. We recorded like a really bad show, and it had to be scrapped.
1: That's a Swedish trait, isn't it? Fear of being yeah, recorded. Yeah, it's, it's, some,
0: it's some kind of Swedish thing. They're like, they've got a problem. You know, it was like, seriously, there were parts of the show, He's like, you Americans, you all want to be on you all want to be on TV, but that's not how we are. And it's like, all right. Okay. Now you're just being racist. Well, tell that to ABBA. Uh, yeah, <laughs> tell that to fucking ABBA is right. The greatest, of course, the greatest pop band in the world ever. Of all time. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe the Beatles were a little bit. I'm looking at your, I'm looking at, so... Anyhow, long and short is like I thought. I mean, you have become, in my opinion, uh, a very important part of the show. Really? And I yeah, I think so. Oh, thank you. And and I really like the fact that you talk on the show and that you you have stuff to say. And I find it to be, I don't know. I think you're you and I have a good we have a good rhythm.
1: Yeah. The first time I met you, I was like, I've listened to this podcast. I knew you from probably like in gadget days, just because I loved loved tech blogs. Like I just love, uh, they're always in my RSS feeds. And I was like, but it's one of those things where you meet somebody that you kind of know, but they don't know you and you're like, how's this gonna go? And within five minutes, we were just making really dark jokes. And I was like, oh, this is great.
0: Yeah, it was just a normal conversation for both of us. Um, No, it was uh, the feeling was mutual, of course. Let's not spend too much time patting ourselves in the back here, okay? And talking about how great we are and how much we enjoy each other's company, but but the truth is, I actually don't know anything about you. In fact, you just revealed to me that uh, you're a columnist for Teen Vogue, and it's like I, I haven't. Apparently, I didn't even do a cursory Google search of you, which is very unusual because I'm a pretty I'm pretty critical about the people that I work with. It must have been that you just were so charming and and you were so smart i was just like who cares should have become a con if, man
1: i missed my who cares what this guy <laughs>
0: what this guy is really all about um, so here's so a couple things that i now know about you you are uh, a comedian yes.
1: you do stand-up i used to do stand-up i do sketch and improv now
0: okay sketch and improv yes. okay you i don't know that about you. <laughs> you uh you write a column for teen vogue yes Called it's has a name, it's called
1: Queer Theory, but we've yet to, to uh roll out its specific branding. So if you want to find it, you just have to google my name and it will come,
0: yeah, up. which which is what I did. A couple of things have have uh, come to my attention. Oh, here's Colton Haynes, yeah, yeah. Now I thought Haynes was spelled H I H A I N E S, and it's actually H A Y N E S, which seems like a completely fake name, like it totally. Fucking manufacturing.
1: Colton name. was not a name ten years ago, right? Like, no one had ever been named no, Colton. No had a
0: name like Colton. And also, I mean, there are a lot of names that aren't real Dalton. Names Dalton might have been a real name. feels like something that was, like, a a last name.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, there's a lot of that, and there's a lot of recycled, like, my grandmother was named this, so it's funny that we name a baby this. Like, there was all these Sophias for, like, a, like three years. Lots of Sophias. You know?
0: We, um... Trying to think with when it came to Zelda, if we ever talked about, I think we, Sophie came up, but then it was quickly yeah. dismissed when we were talking about names.
1: Well, it was like Emma. Everyone was naming their baby Emma, and that's then, because of Friends. Yeah, that's because of Friends,
0: right? Yeah, that's because that's it's, what it's Rachel named her baby. Yeah. yeah, and everyone was like, "She's chic." Yeah, now now every Emma from that was born in the nineties is like, uh, you know, ugh, I have a friend's name. Actually, they're like, it's cool because Friends is very hot with
1: millennials. Yeah, millennials love Friends.
0: I guess so. I don't really know. I mean, have you ever seen Friends?
1: Uh, I watched every <laughs> single episode of oh, really? every. We watched Musty TV Thursday as a family. It was oh basically God. our version of like Shabbat dinner, or like really? like every Thursday we sat down with a pizza and we would watch Seinfeld and even shit like Veronica's Closet that nobody in my family
0: liked. All right, let me try to let me try to remember Veronica's Closet. Don't say anything. I won't. It starred Valerie Bertinelli. Am I close? No. It starred what's her name from Cheers? Yes. Yes. Okay. It was, uh, what is her name? Kirstie Alley. Yes. Was owned a, she was a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. Lingerie?
1: Uh, the details it are like, not coming back to me. Was it, like, was
0: it supposed to be like Victoria's Secret?
1: Yes. It was supposed to be like Victoria's Secret and she was Victoria, even though in real life I think Victoria right. was a man.
0: Right. And she was divorced from her husband. Yes. And she was a woman trying to make her way in a big city in the big city in the big city of New York City
1: (laughs) Just you know, this is all I fucking know about it And I don't
0: and I (laughs) I have to say I do not I I could google it right now I am in front of my computer, but I'm not going to in
1: 1996 That was enough to get you a four television show deal with the largest network (laughs) 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 All
0: right, I'm googling it. I have to know I had
1: had an issue with Kirstie Alley for a while why I used to talk about her. I did a podcast a few years ago, and I used to talk about her all the time. And the people that listened to that podcast did. It, it was before we realized that like celebrities are reading their own social media, so they would wow. just tag me in everything she did. So she started tweeting at me, and like she would see my jokes and be like, "Are you being mean?" And I was like, "No, no, no! I'm a huge fan."
0: Like <laughs> Kirstie Alley would tweet. Yeah, it. she was like on top
1: of me for a <laughs> while.
0: <laughs> um, so a couple things to know about Veronica's Closet. I'm going to give you a little. <laughs> we'll it's on for three seasons. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's a good run. It's created by David Crane and Marta Kaufman, oh. who are two of the greatest TV producers and creators of all time. The
1: minds behind Grace and Frankie. Uh,
0: Okay, we're going to get to that in a second because I don't know what that is. But um, Dan Cortez was on the show. That's one thing that you should oh, know. Okay. okay. Now, let me tell you about do you remember Dan Cortez? Vaguely. He's from Swickley, which is basically P- uh, Pittsburgh. And, uh, I think he was on, um, I think his, he got his start as being the guy who hosted, um, Club MTV.
1: Oh. Am I crazy? Or am yeah. I imagining that?
0: I don't, I don't see that in this, in this listing here. could he first came to prominence as team coach of the Bricklayers on MTV Rockin' and Jock and host of MTV Sports from 92 to 97. Okay. So I guess it wasn't Club MTV. I'm thinking of somebody else. At any rate... <laughs> How, why are we talking about this? I, why I are we no here idea. right now? I have no idea. I worked at because MTV. Friends. That's
1: relevant too. Did
0: you? Yes. All right, anyhow. Friends. So, so uh you've seen every episode of Friends.
1: Every episode of Friends several times.
0: Have you seen the one with the baby? I don't know if that's an actual title, episode title, but it sounds like it should be.
1: <laughs> the one right? where it's Rachel like, has a baby.
0: I feel like it's the one where Rachel has a baby or the one with the baby or something like yeah. that anyhow. I I find um uh, Friends to be almost unwatchable, personally. Yeah. Um, mostly because the apartments are so beyond belief.
1: I mean, none of it is grounded in any kind of, like, near reality. Like, when people say girls is unrealistic, I'm like, this is from the nation that, like, 40 million people a week watched Friends and was like, yep, I buy that. Yeah, like, that's New York. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Central Park, they can always get the sofa, no absolutely, problem.
1: Absolutely. Like, and like, also, the geography <laughs> of New York makes no sense. Like, if we're to assume Central Park is anywhere by Central Park, they're yeah. also like bop into the West Village. So-and-so lives on the Upper East Side. Like, w- they wouldn't be friends with each other. I don't, I'm not friends with people who live in Brooklyn.
0: <laughs> no, I know. It's annoying. I, I get it. I've, I've lost, since I've moved, I've lost every friend I ever had in New York. Yeah.
1: So. You knew that going in, though.
0: I wanted it, is what I was actually <laughs> looking for it. In fact, I was trying to get away from those people. Um, at any rate, so, okay, so, Ryan, so we've learned a few things about you. Yeah. Um, now, let's talk about our 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 history together okay sure uh, many many months ago what seems like an age an eternity uh magnus bailed on the podcast uh mm-hmm. for for you know maybe greener pastures i don't really know um, and i was desperate
1: i thought he died didn't he die
0: he died actually he died <laughs> he died in a horrible horrific accident which was first disfigured him and then killed him <laughs> but uh anyhow so ryan you you emailed me right
1: Yes, I was like, I need. I need a, a, producer. a producer. I tweeted. I was
0: like, I need a producer. I guess you followed me on Twitter. Is that right?
1: I follow you on Twitter, and I listen to the podcast. And I, yeah. you said you were looking for a producer, and I produce things. I think that's so. so.
0: I think that's so funny that you that you listen to tomorrow. Do you? No, I mean, kind of. We have a popular show here. It was popular before I came along. Very popular. It's actually more popular, popular. to Be honest with you, the numbers were yeah. much better. But um. I think He's you be really dragging down.
1: You really I'm dra- the Cousin Oliver of tomorrow. You're the what? Cousin Oliver.
0: Who's Cousin when he, Oliver? When he
1: showed up on the Brady's. Cousin Oliver, he was like it was like all the kids were getting too old, so they brought in their cousin whose parents died or something, I am and he not, ruined the show. I am not, you mean you mean <laughs> scr- like Scrappy? You, do. Scrappy do? I was gonna say scrappy you're talking about do. Scrappy doo <laughs>
0: Scrappy. I don't think we have a big enough cast to make you the Scrappy doo yet. We got to get a few more. We got to get a few more uh, rota- regulars. Yeah, regulars, rotating members. Anyhow, but I was uh, I, I that was it. I mean, you know, you messaged me, and then I think we played uh, uh, email tag and phone tag mm-hmm. for like several months. You're a hard man to pin down. I'm really bad at, uh,
1: (laughs) I'm really bad at, I I have a real problem with managing my own schedule. Mm
0: -hmm. That's the biggest issue.
1: I mean, I do too. That's why I do so many freelance, like that's why I do comedy and freelance writing and stuff like that because I don't, you can't give me a time to be, that's unrealistic.
0: So you don't have a fixed schedule. You don't wake up at some time every day. Well,
1: I mean, it's between nine and one <laughs> that's fucking disgusting and i hate you i know. that's am offended i'm offended just hearing about that listen i'm i, I always say i traded off a, a certain amount of money because i just for my own mental health reasons what did you do before that you had this
0: uh this loose
1: schedule i worked uh at mtv that was not as loose what did you do at mtv I worked for MTV News but on the shows team so it was covering MTV stuff and it was pitched to me as like you know just create your own content with our content but it that means branded content is what I came to understand and I didn't want to write branded content no, so I
0: left no what kind of brands were you put in front of like what were you, what were you having to work on
1: real world uh, the challenge so you had to like make uh,
0: content based around yeah. those we had to shows. make people
1: care about people they they'd never heard of and shows they're not excited about.
0: Can you give me an example of the
1: kind of story you might have done I would pitch things like you know uh, 50 funniest moments from this season on awkward or uh, the the moment we knew we loved faking it, which are their like comedy teen sitcoms So
0: let me get this straight. I just want to understand what you're telling me. How long ago was this?
1: This was as of December was when I quit.
0: Oh, okay. So just to be clear, MTV has a team of people that work on, or at least at some point had a team, they thought this was an idea they were going to do, where um, they were part of the news, you were part of the news team?
1: It was called Remote Control, and it was a blog that existed for a while, and then it was folded under the news team, but it's clearly labeled in that way that like, Buzzfeed stuff is sort of labeled, so you know it's branded. Like it's not technically news, but it's made to make you believe it's news. But
0: um, but so you would basically just have to create like shit that made their shows seem interesting or good. Yes. like that yes. looked like Buzzfeed content. Yes, whereas like eight reasons you need to be watching Teen Wolf right now.
1: Yeah, I'd be like we interviewed <laughs> we interviewed so and so from Teen Wolf and you won't believe what he has to say. And then what you won't believe is that he loves Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a pretty sweet job actually. It was okay. It was I thought I was coming off. I worked on a couple TV shows with friends of mine and I was coming off of that thinking I need something where I know I'm getting a paycheck and this doesn't sound that hard. And I just sort of came to realize that like creatively for me um, I was willing to sacrifice a certain amount of money and like lifestyle choices in order to do things that I was proud of and like wanted to show people. um and i I guess like it, it, that's the thing. I was coming from TV where even if it wasn't my creative vision, I was serving a creative vision, you know, right? so right. it was an easy job. It was just emotionally and mentally i it was not sustainable for me. If someone can do that, bless your heart. but like the most important thing in my life is my creative work. It's not like, Having money or you know going on vacations, and so some people I think that that that's true, right. but it's not
0: right. What would you do before that?
1: Before that, I worked on Difficult People, which is a show on Hulu, sure. uh, starring Julie Klausner, who's a friend of mine. Yeah. I also do her podcast. Yes,
0: uh, it was. It's called How Was Your Week? No, yes, yes, it is called How, How Was Your week? week with Julie Klausner, who yes, uh, I have only met once, but she was very lovely. Well, maybe I've met more than once. Um, but I, I met her at my brother's wedding. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Because she's friends with Katie Natopoulos, who is my brother's wife. Oh, that's right. Did you know that?
1: That makes sense. I knew that, but it's one of those facts that comes back to me. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. A lot of people are surprised to hear that.
1: Surprised, but also not surprised. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, it's also not a shock. (laughs) We have
0: a cool family. Yeah, you definitely do. Everybody in this family is busy. Yeah, I I got to think like,
1: you know, around the holidays on Thanksgiving, you've got quite a conversation going. You
0: know, you would think that, but usually, you know, the thing is around the holidays, uh, it's always us in a room full of old Jewish people. Uh, and so typically, yeah, typically, sometimes the old people are of a different religion, but <laughs> most of the time mostly it's
1: Jews, <laughs> mostly
0: Jews. <laughs> and so really the conversation is like, you know, like how many times? When I'm visiting with family, how many times do you think people ask me about Jimmy Fallon, for instance, as yeah. if as if Jimmy and I are good friends <laughs> that we talk all the time and that and like and like, listen, and sometimes like my mother, t- my mother will talk well, my mother's, you know, really wonderful. But my parents sometimes talk about like me going on the Tonight Show, like I'm doing them a favor, you know, yeah. like, oh, you know, like oh, they should have you on longer or something like that. It's like, yeah. You know, just the fact that I'm even invited is is nice. You hear a lot of that. But you do hear a lot at, at our so at our family events. There's not a lot of um. You don't really get into the. I mean, we have those conversations on a regular basis, but most of the conversations are about guacamole. Yeah. When we're when we're around each other, just like everybody else. Yeah. Everybody's talking about guacamole.
1: Yeah, I would say that's funny t- that I, I have a similar experience. The more interesting my cousins are, the less I'm likely to talk to them at a party. But then. I, I have. I actually have established relationships with them outside of the family setting. Whereas there's people that I don't see for eleven months out of the year. Not that I don't love them, but what are we going to talk about? Yeah, right. They're not. They're not in your world. No, and but you know what? It's funny. The people that aren't in your world are the ones that come up to you and say, "Like, I saw your show on Hulu. You should pitch them this idea." And it, like, as if yeah. that that's how that works. Yeah. Um, or my dad has always got like a bit to tell me or like my grandpa. Oh yeah.
0: Oh no, no. My dad has had a many, many bits for Fallon. (laughs) My mother's had jokes too. They, they're dying to get, uh, to get some, some jokes on Fallon. Oh yeah. It's like, I don't understand. What, did you miss your calling as a comedy writer? Or is it just just that this, like, very convenient situation has presented itself to you?
1: Well, my dad used to watch, or he still does, he watches two to three episodes of Seinfeld a day. So that's, his sense of humor is so shoehorned into that 90s, like, what's the deal with? And he's always coming to me and (laughs) saying, like, what's the deal with solar power? I saw a solar power company. And you're like, okay, like, there's nothing, this is, you're going to think this is very funny, but I can't sell this, so... (laughs)
0: <laughs> um so what did you did you write for difficult people did you produce what were you doing? i was
1: an assistant to the executive producers so oh, okay. it was kind of halfway between get julie's laundry and coffee and when julie's not around make julie like decisions so <laughs> it was very confusing <laughs> wow that's cool it was tough because there's time like she's a very good friend of mine and there was times and it was like um There was times when it was like a dream. It was like you're with your friends. You're coming up with ideas. She's asking for input. It was awesome. And then there's other times just through the like, not through anyone's fault, but through the like logistics of the job when you're trying to make her trailer a certain humidity level and you're (laughs) pulling (laughs) your hair out.
0: Wow, she got a trailer and everything. Wow, yeah. that's a real that's a real TV show. Real TV show. Uh, how do you? What do you, you get a humidifier in there? Is that what you do? Got
1: like three humidifiers. In really? There. Was
0: she very dry? Is she have a the problem? The last with day she
1: had no voice, and we had to loop oh, in God. most of those lines. But we were trying to not have to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you've been around me when I've, look. it's tough uh, when you're talking all the time.
1: That's why you were like laughing at how many tips I had, but I was like, don't worry. I am versed in yeah, the world. Yeah, you had a lot
0: of tips. That's true. You knew all about how to help somebody with their horrible voice.
1: I did. I was an actor for a long time doing, like in college, I was a theater major. No. Yeah. I was in a musical constantly since I was like three years old.
0: I don't, I find that hard to believe.
1: <laughs> I can't sing, but. <laughs> Have you seen
0: fucking Hamilton? No, I haven't seen it. My God, we got to go. Everybody, everybody's seeing it. Everybody's talking about it. I'm listening to the music on Spotify, like some kind of loser who listens to a musical they haven't seen.
1: I like the music that I hear, but I want to be one of the first people to call sh- bullshit on it. Well, listen, I listen. I'm. I think we're all
0: waiting for the Hamilton backlash. <laughs> yeah. And I think there, but if there's a real. It's a lot of senses. There's a lot of. Um, it's a high sensitivity area. OK, like,
1: yeah. Now, listen,
0: I don't think there's any reason for backlash at this point. But, you know, somebody is working. But like at this point, like who's going to have the back? It's going to be like Breitbart or something, you know, I'm sure Breitbart has already written like a, uh, a Hamilton like hit piece.
1: It's either that or it's going to come from women saying there's no women in the show. The women's parts are really terrible. And I agree with that.
0: I don't know. But- I haven't really listened to the whole thing, so I don't know all the story. Sounds like the it sounds like Hamilton got some chicks. they're pretty into him. That's my my takeaway from show. Hamilton
1: fans are like Harry Potter fans where they act like they're the underdog. Like how like you
0: should listen to this. Like nobody criticize this. That's all fuck it's all everybody now. That's like you know AO Scott wrote this great piece about um comic book movies and the attitudes of the people who love com- comic book movies and it's like you're not the underdogs. You guys are now the dominant force in popular You're the popular, kings of
1: Hollywood. You're the
0: dominant force in popular entertainment and you still you're you're acting sucky. Like yeah. you suck,
1: you know? It's and like it's like we deserve to criticize you about anything we feel because you made like a billion dollars. Yeah, this it's year. like it's like the, you're not underground. The Avengers is an
0: underground, okay? Like it's the most it's literally literally the most popular movie you're not, movie in you're the not world.
1: ghostbusters fans who've been victimized for the last whoa wait a second what? <laughs> I'm just kidding, ghostbusters I'm just was very popular <laughs>
0: no i'm kidding I'm being you know surprised. it was great a lot of people don't want to talk about it but ghostbusters 2 is a really fine film actually i have no recollection of ghostbusters 2 here's what i know they have a big scene in a court courtroom i think where they gotta they have to get slimer or something to slimer he kind of becomes like a sidekick in that movie right
1: yeah slimer is merchandise at that point
0: You want to, by the way, speaking of Slimer, and I, you know, who doesn't love a sentence that starts (laughs) that way? Um, If you use the app Peach, which I know you do, you're a big Peach fan.
1: I had a Peach, but Mm. I haven't opened it. Everybody knows
0: it's a fucking thing is deader than dead. But I will say, I love it. I love Peach, and no one wants to, no one will listen to me that it's the future. It's the future of social networking, but, you know, it's dead in the water. But uh, here's the thing about Peach Um, they have stickers you can use now, Mm -hmm. like they have a bunch of different stickers, and they have the most. They have a whole Ghostbusters sticker section and they have literally more images, more variations of Slimer (laughs) than any other character depicted. Then maybe maybe Justin Bieber has as many stickers. Yeah. Because Bieber they got Bieber. Just an insane amount of slimers.
1: How do you think that went down in a board meeting where they were like, we have to hire seven artists and we need to get this out the door immediately if we're going to save this app? (laughs) I
0: think, no, I think they're all like bootleg sticker sets. They feel, Uh, they feel like stolen from other places. Yeah. Tumblr. Yeah. They're like, they're like, they're like, some of them are gifts. Some of them are stickers from like Facebook there. It's pretty, actually it's pretty, it's pretty weird. It's kind of like, it's like a 4chan situation going on in there.
1: Yeah. Oh. You know, like well, kind of wild west, wild Peach. west. Pel- Peach felt very much like, you know, whenever uh, a product come at, comes out that you, you're you not sure is on the up and up, like that um, software that would let you torrent movies and stream them. Yeah. What was that company? Uh, not uh, you, Torrent. It was one of those torrents that tried to bit, pivot. BitTorrent? It's BitTorrent. It, was it? No, no, no. There was like a one that built it on top of that, that wanted to like pivot. Oh, everyone's going to hate us because they're going to know what I'm talking about. Right. Um, it was something this like, it was like use or views. One of those I, was trying to do that.
0: I, you I, you've lost me completely and I should know this cause I'm a, I'm an expert when it comes to things on the internet.
1: Oh, what I, what I, what I'm saying is I just love when something seems like really polished, but also not legit at all. That's what peach feels like.
0: No, it's definitely like, it's definitely suspicious. Yeah. But that's what's good. It's kind of like the wild west. It's sort of like, that's the cool thing about peach and I'm not trying to sell peach to anybody. Uh, is yeah. that? Peach, oh, we like,
1: should disclose that we're both investors in the company. Oh, yeah, I should
0: mention I'm a I hold forty percent of the peach <laughs> shares. But um, no. But like the thing that's cool about peach, it's like it's like kind of like anything goes. Like it's yeah. sort of the no rhyme or reason. You can kind of do anything.
1: Well, that magic words thing. I sometimes I just was like, whoa, I could do that. Like when I found that game. Yeah, there's a like, lot of oh.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do on peach.
1: Peach baller. I whatever. think
0: the I think the problem with peach is that it doesn't one it doesn't have a web interface yes and i'm sorry but like you need a web interface i don't care you know i know everybody's like oh the web is dead. It's actually not dead and um two i think that peach needs like a more it more it needs more of like a feed like it doesn't really have a feed of where you can like follow it's like it has kind of a thing but it only shows you like excerpts of posts and stuff it's like not really that good
1: it also needs in my opinion if they had folded itself in as a twitter client like if i could just get tweets and peach stuff in one place yeah but then I you wouldn't, just then you
0: wouldn't use it then you wouldn't use it for peach functions
1: I think I would if if a cross post like if it cross posted text posts and then I could also poach peace peach show.
0: What was that other app that tried to do that? Um, what were they called? I don't they, like they asked for money. I paid. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I yeah, paid yeah, the yeah. money for a while. I can't think of what it was called. This was a bad
1: name. It was app dot net.
0: App dot Yeah,
1: bad name. What's
0: app dot net now? Wow, you really pulled that out of thin air, my Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with app dot net? Still going. Still going. Oh. One account, many applications. Get instant access to hundreds of great social apps on iPhone, iPad, Android, and more. So it's now just like a it's like a thing that puts all of your social networks in a feed.
1: I, I guess that's what I was describing and clearly it hasn't been successful.
0: And yeah.
1: but it's like Elo. I think you you got oh, a certain fuck level Elo, of funding fuck Elo.
0: I'm sorry. I'm just so, I get these Ello updates They keep trying to get me back to I mean,
1: I, I excited like for Elo. I'm like, well, what's this? you know, of course everybody was talking about Elo. Anyhow, three months ago, just, I got an email from them saying we have an app. I was like, it took you two years to build. They're like, an we I finally have
0: an, an LOA. It's like, okay, fine, you know. But like, you why nobody's using it? Anyhow, look, the world is littered with uh, failed failed apps and failed social networks. I mean, people don't talk about Plurk, but you know that was my favorite.
1: Plurk. Do you or, remember Plurk? I think I do. That was like Twitter.
0: It was like Twitter, but it scrolled to the side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really popular, which kind of made sense. I think it's really popular in Asia, maybe.
1: Because of the language? Like, the way the language descends or whatever? I don't know.
0: It's cool. This is cool, man.
1: Well, that was like, what was that one that was huge in Brazil? It's still huge in Brazil.
0: I mean, this makes no sense. The site is terrible. This is a complete clusterfuck. Do not go to plurk.com. Okay, I won't. Let me tell you a little bit about it, okay? It's a free social networking and microblogging service that allows users to send updates, otherwise known as plurks, through short messages or links, which can be up to 210 text characters in length. Previously 140. Oh, I wonder where they, get, they got that, where they get that fucking idea. Um, 37.1% of plurks traffic comes from Taiwan.
1: It's ranked um,
0: 49th in Taiwan and 1975th worldwide.
1: Listen, yeah. it, that's better than I've done. So congratulations, plurk.
0: I just saw the most insane piece of breaking news that I've seen in a really long time. Can I read it to you? Yeah. And the photo that accompanies it is just fucking insane. This is a CNN breaking news headline. Parents gifted daughter to man found living with 11 more girls, police say.
1: What? Yeah,
0: and the picture is of two insane looking bearded men and a really angry looking
1: woman. And wait, so they gave that? They gave him their daughter. That's,
0: that's what I'm hearing. That's what this seems to be saying. I'm so sorry. He's I'm sorry. Collecting to, I'm, kit? Collecting. Ooh. Yeah, he had twelve girls, including an eighteen-year-old right. and two children he fathered with her.
1: All right. Well, oh, you know no, what? This
0: is oh, just north of oh, Bucks County. This is in fucking Bucks County, which is outside of Philadelphia.
1: Men invent wonderful ways to horrify me. I mean, men, men are every the worst. Day. Men are the really
0: are the worst, and I feel like we talk about this every week.
1: But like, but it really is. There's something wrong with men. Men, women do aren't. You know what women do? Women get Munchausen by proxy. I mean, you hear it now. You hear about women. They
0: drown their kids or they, you know, kill somebody. What about what's your name from uh, Florida? By the way, fuck, Flo- fucking Florida. Florida is a place that nobody should ever go. I'm sorry. Like everything that's happening that's bad is happening in Florida. Like obviously the Paul shooting terrible. And then there's a like, kid gets eaten by an alligator at oh, yeah. Disney, Disneyland or Disney World or wherever the fu- whatever's down there.
1: Did you see CNN had a discussion today over whether or not that'll hurt Disney's brand? You know what? I was like, guys, could we hold off just a few minutes just while I feel like they recover yeah, the yeah, can
0: we, can we? Yeah, could we get the... I don't want to say it. But could we just get like... Yeah, could we move... Could we get a week or two passes before we're talking about brand damage? Yeah, let's relocate on,
1: the gator first.
0: But also, like, nothing. first off, nothing could damage Disney's brand. That's no. the first thing. Oh, okay,
1: Disneyland. Disney has practically put a copyright on childhood.
0: Yeah. Uh, no. No. And they've done. They have some sort of like satanic concoction where they're they're able to get any uh, any child. Oh. Wrapped up into their world. They're like this guy with the twelve girls, except they're just making movies. <laughs> Sorry, that's a really off bad joke. But the point is, they are. Uh, they do. They have. They attract children in a way that is just unbelievable.
1: I wrote a piece of that not to plug my own shit but please that do by was all means about how Disney doesn't have a single gay character like in their entire company unless no, there's you go a, over to their off brands.
0: There's some rumor that like the the guy who ha- owns Oaken, the guy who owns the store in Frozen is gay. Oh, really? Like it shows like when he's like say hi to my family and it shows like, depicts like what appears to be an adult male with a bunch of kids, I think in the, in the sauna. Oh, well, I mean, but I don't know because like, honestly, let me just do a quick Google search for "Is Oaken gay. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool in my life. Oh, I Oaken and frozen gay. That's what comes up immediately. Um, I
1: mean like Jafar is obviously a little swishy and suspicious. I
0: mean, I'm not going to go into this. This is this Mike uh, article, which is seven moments moments that made frozen the most progressive Disney ever. Oh God. Disney no. movie ever, which, but like, so if that's like the best, if that's the best, like do we know? No, but is that do we even know? That's like that's that's our source. Frozen creator responds to gay agenda claims. Okay, here we oh, go.
1: That doesn't he, bode well.
0: Uh, he's like, no, there's no gays in this film. Don't worry about it. Your children are safe. Um, hold on.
1: We can imagine a queen who can summon ice at her will, but we can't imagine a man who marries a man. This is.
0: This is such bull. This is such bullshit. Well, it's been theorized that Oaken, the owner of wandering Oaken's trading post and and sauna sauna, you hint, know what that means hint
1: and bathhouse. Yes, yeah, it is like
0: a weird like stereotype, too. That's yeah. a strange thing. Um, OK, it then shows another man in the sauna with four children. Okay, this is what they show. This After Kristen Bell's Anna is introduced to his family, it shows another man in the sauna with four children. The big issue has is asked Jennifer Lee, the film's writer and co-director, of Oaken was intended to be gay. And while she didn't go as far to confirm... By the way, this is written in like... it's Oh, it's from the Yahoo Contributor Network. Okay, oh, some actually. more shit-fucking content on the yeah. internet. It is written like... There are so many typos... And errors in this I'm not even gonna continue reading it because like my guess is that this is completely full of shit I don't even know if this is actually quoting something that really happened. No, let's see. Let's see if the big issues is, Well number one is a thing and, and number two if like it actually has any information here All right, the big issue is I believe a magazine a British magazine Okay, this looks like a real magazine. Let me just get a quick. Let's do a quick search for the word gay are you still with me, Ryan? Absolutely. How do you feel? About Listen, this? nobody's ever feel...
1: searched the word "gay" on the internet without me being enthralled. <laughs> so it also somehow involved. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, here's what she says. So is Oaken gay? We know what we made. Lee says, but at the same time, I feel like once we hand the film over, it belongs to the world. Okay. So I don't. I don't like to say anything, but let the fans talk. I think it's okay. up to them.
1: Yeah. Well, well, I guess.
0: Well, I guess it was just his cousin and, and some of his nieces and nephews. So, yeah, and in, there was the whole, who's...
1: there'll be a lesbian couple in Finding Dory, and then the creators were like, we didn't put one in, but if you see one, and it was like, well, you, Ellen DeGeneres is the no. star of your film. That's Just like, say it's a lesbian like, couple.
0: That's like um, uh, Russell Crowe was talking about A Beautiful Mind, you know that movie? Yeah. And, you know, the character that he plays is was, was like, I guess, was bi, or like, you know, had boyfriends and girlfriends or whatever, and... He's like, yeah, we didn't put it in the movie, but you can see it in, like, the way I look at certain characters. It's like, really? You mean you look in a gay way at them? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know, maybe he checks out a guy's ass in some scene. Like, I'm not really sure what happens, but, like, what is the look that is, like, suggest... I'm like, oh, yeah, this character is... uh Character swings both ways, I, just, I guess. I
1: love when pe- when straight people play gay people in movies, and then their first thing that they say is that it was an honor, and then yeah. they go on to say how complex and layered this character is. Like, my kingdom for a character, a gay character who's not too complex.
0: Let me let me point you to a, f- a little a television series called Glee. I think you'll find some <laughs> uncomplicated un- gay characters on that show. Actually, just, here's the thing about Glee. I feel like I've talked about this, but we should take a break, by yeah, the way. We're, like, way into we'll this. Come- let's take a, Let's take a break.
1: You know what? The cliffhanger is, is if you want Glee content, you 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 wanna fucking know what I'm gonna say?
0: You better stay tuned. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with more Ryan Houlihan, my new favorite guest, also my producer. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And as I can say, as a person who has eaten many, uh, but cooked very few Blue Apron meals, uh, they are quite delicious. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients and building a community of home chefs. Blue Apron has established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. As a result, seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Beef is raised humanely, chickens are free-range, pork is raised naturally, and regenerative farming practices are used for produce. Blue Apron can be delivered to 99% of the continental U.S. and 99.5% of food deserts. Because Blue Apron ships the exact amount of each ingredient required for a recipe, they are reducing food waste. You know, look, some ingredients in your food, you don't know where they came from. You know, who had their hands on that ingredient? Uh, Did a person that you wouldn't like touch the ingredient? Is the ingredient from a place that you don't like, that you wouldn't visit? Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. For less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Check out this week's menu and get your two meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com tomorrow. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com tomorrow. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Today, nearly anything is possible. If we can dream it, teams can build it. So how do you bring everyone together to create what's next? Team up with Atlassian, makers of collaboration software that lets teams work and communicate better together. Assign, track, and manage tasks for any project, no matter how complex. That's the clarity of JIRA. Create and share content, organize results, and bring team members up to speed. That's the flexibility of Confluence. Instant message or video chat with your team from any device. That's the freedom of HipChat. Test, review, and manage code in real time. That's the power of Bitbucket. One thing that uh, just personal note that I like about HipChat, which is frankly uh, one of my favorite chat platforms, is that you can self-host it. So visit Atlassian.com and see how Jira Confluence, HipChat, and Bitbucket give your team everything you need to organize, discuss, and complete shared work. Atlassian, helping teams everywhere team up to create what's next. Okay, we're back with Ryan Houlihan. We're all on the edge, we're on the edge of our seat, because I was just about to make a statement about Glee, and here's what I'm going to say, you know, Glee in some parts is actually a pretty good show, and then, and then it's really bad in a lot of other parts.
1: It's because everyone working on it was pretty talented, but no matter what you do, no matter how talented you are, if you're told these are the songs we licensed, find a way to use them, the story's not going to be good. Like if I handed you yeah. crazy in love gold digger and something and you're <laughs> right. already halfway through a season, what are you gonna do with that?
0: That's when the shit gets real it gets <laughs> and that's the other thing is it gets real cringy yeah like okay. you're just like no, like
1: also they're not in, they they're not the, performing songs like like they're, they're in the universe they're they know they're singing. It's not like in okay. other musicals where you just sing your feelings
0: yeah, yeah yeah. They like are there songs that are like sort of a, adjacent to their feelings?
1: Yeah, they're like I just happened to be singing this song before you know in a in a show before you broke up with me. You and know, it was always
0: and always so one thing. Um First off, the auto tuning out of control, oh my Glee. God. like like embarrassingly bad. So it's like listen, you like you want to make a point to us that a lot of these people can't actually sing. Like, mission accomplished. <laughs> mission accomplished. Because I definitely don't think that... As far as I know, it, what, what I believe, based on the level of auto-tuning I was able to hear in every performance I ever watched on Glee, no one on the staff, no one that was in the show can sing.
1: Well, or or they had a week to put together a track, and people All just right, did not care so. to put the effort in.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess that's possible. At any rate, yeah. I mean, the, you know, the problem is it's like... How many... How many times can they just break? I mean, really? How many times can you get away with them breaking into song?
1: Uh, uh, Honestly, apparently seven seasons or whatever. Is it like
0: three times an episode? Do they do it? Like it was like three times
1: an episode. Yeah, which again, good
0: idea at the beginning though.
1: But like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend seems to work, and they're obviously working on a tenth of the budget. So
0: I haven't seen that show. Is it good?
1: It's spectacular.
0: The songs are original, right?
1: All original songs. Interesting. And they're all funny, like laugh-out-loud funny. And the show is a little bit like, you know, romantic comedy, fairy y but it's so smart that you don't care. It's like huh. a good romantic comedy.
0: You know, I guess I kind of have a soft spot for musicals. My, like, some of my most formative music was, like, Jesus Christ Superstar mm-hmm. and the Pet Shop Boys. So <laughs> I feel like, I feel like um, there's a place... In my heart for musicals, but I haven't really made much of an effort.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I agree. with My craziest
0: girlfriend definitely feels like a low effort situation.
1: Oh, it, yeah, it's low effort. You're in and you're out. You feel like you watched a sitcom, but but it is a musical. Sort. Of, and you know what? All the best musicals don't feel like you have to put in a ton of effort, in my opinion. People love Phantom of the Opera. I'm so I cannot get past how like much work I have to do as an audience member to know what's going on. What do you mean? It's
0: very simple. Okay hold on let me explain it no let me explain it to you okay <laughs> it's very simple because i found the opera i i pretty much knew by heart when i was younger uh, okay um there's this uh woman who is an opera singer i think her name is christine mm-hmm. she comes to sing at a famous opera in i don't know an opera what do you call an opera crew what do you call an, an opera gang an opera a
1: gang, yeah yeah it's an opera gang, an opera gang. <laughs> that's the italian
0: <laughs> and uh then there's like a guy who lives in the in this in the sewers beneath the opera house who's uh, as you do disfigured but also has <laughs> beautiful like tuxedos i think mm-hmm. and yep. capes I, i'm guessing like he steals them i don't remember because maybe that comes up
1: <laughs> and squirrels them away to the sewer he scrolls away over the sewer. He has so he looks good just for him. And he, he
0: he fashions some kind of mask that covers the disfigured part of his face. This
1: sounds like Sailor Moon.
0: And then, and then there's a guy who loves Christine, who's part of the opera gang, who's <laughs> also kind of a cruel bastard because they always are. Mm-hmm. And then there's this guy who's in living in the sewers, who also falls in love with her
1: she's really young though right like she's like 16
0: at least 16 or at maximum 16 it's
1: so weird like the little mermaid uh, is technically 14 in that movie
0: I have to say I'm fuzzy on, actual, on the actual details I thought that I'd be able to give you a really clear through line here the long and short of it, it's like it's like a love triangle mm-hmm. but one of the people in the triangle is like a, is a mutant who lives in the sewers beneath <laughs> the opera who I think also is like an amazing opera singer if I'm not mistaken or it's, is that just that he sings
1: I remember seeing the show. I know music of the night.
0: Here's the deal. That fucking chandelier crash. That's what the people are paying yeah. the big bucks for, okay? Yeah,
1: that's what you want, special effects. I,
0: I have seen Phantom of the Opera performed live. Yes. I have seen Jesus Christ Superstar twice. Three times. I've seen both. Jesus Christ Superstar is fucking awesome. It's have incredible. You no, know, the music of that is, like, crazy out there. I mean, I actually have to say, like, it was... That music had a heavy influence on my, on my music career and on my, and on my taste in in music, I think, to some degree, Mm -hmm. pretty, pretty heavy degree.
1: I came to it later, but it made it's one of those things that introduced me both to a a take on the Jesus story that I didn't feel like scorn for and a take on that kind of music that I didn't feel scorned for. And it was a moment for me when I was older to be like, oh, I like this, even though both those things aren't Weren't for me previously, right? I mean, I Which don't know is when I, big.
0: When I first heard uh, the initial strains of the, uh, I believe, Overture to Jesus Christ Superstar, I was like, "What is this? Yeah, madness."
1: Well, it's but like it, it's like when you hear the Star Wars. It's like uh, the first time I remember hearing like any John Williams score. It's the same like feeling of like, "Oh, this is gonna be good." Like all yeah, of this yeah. is gonna but be good. But I think
0: also now that I think of it, I hadn't really um, thought about it too much. But the um, it's very prog rocky. It is like and 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 I really was. I had a period, you know, years ago where I was really into prog rock and kraut rock, which is a very offensive way to describe German <laughs> rock music. From the it's actually not offensive it's how it's described, but it's, it's, it should it like you don't call somebody a crowd because that's offensive. Yeah, well, it's
1: like an oriental rug. You're like, I feel bad saying this, but it says it on the box.
0: <laughs> You're like, that's what it's called. Also, why is your oriental rug coming in a box? That's what I, I don't, know. Know. <laughs> that's a bad, don't That's a bad rug. That's a that's low quality. That's actually a new
1: service. There's an app that sends you oh, a rug every month. It's like,
0: it's like month. A Casper. <laughs> uh, it's not, <laughs> but they don't, they wouldn't call them, a new service wouldn't call them oriental rugs. I like talking about services that can be, what can be disrupted. Yeah. I had a really interesting conversation with an investor recently and and they were saying they invest in, only invest in things that are like, everybody has them, but you couldn't name a, couldn't name a brand if you tried to. Like, sheets. Oh. Like, sheets. I think this yeah. guy was an investor in, you know, Parachute, the yeah. sheet company that's advertised all over Facebook. I think also we just ordered some of their sheets because the Facebook advertising is working. It's so good. Um, but it's a good idea. Yeah. And I was trying to think of things that are like, I was like, oh, like plates. And he was like, no, can't ship them. Immediately, like didn't what? even wait a beat, didn't even hesitate. Because, <laughs> like, you know, you're like, what yeah. plates do you have? What, they're from fucking Ikea I don't or something. I literally, like, right. they were
1: given to us by John's mom. Like, I have yeah. no clue. We
0: got some for our, when we got married, because got some crate and barrel plates or something, mm-hmm. you know? And that's it. Like, we'll have, we'll have plates forever. That's it. But, like, if someone was disrupting plates, I'd be very excited about it. Listen. Like plately, plately.com. I, uh, no, just plately, plate.ly.
1: I don't want to leak this to your listeners, oh but I God. know your new business is disrupting the pyramid scheme. You're gonna rethink right. the pyramid scheme <laughs> for content. <laughs> Here's you publish nine articles. You get five friends to publish nine articles.
0: It's a, good, it's a good idea. This is a fucking... By the way, I'm going to tell you something. You're joking right now. You take that shit into it. You put that in a fucking 15 slide deck and you take it into an investor's office. You have yourself a multi-million dollar business. Okay? Okay? Uh, the world like, is broken. In fact, this site should be called Pyramid. Pyramid Media. <laughs> Actually, that's a really fucking good idea. We should start right. Pyramid Media. We
1: should start Pyramid Media.
0: And, they, and it's like, so wait, so wait, so what's the incentive? So you write five articles. You
1: write five articles. And
0: then you get your friends to write five articles. And yes. then you all get, what do you share in the proceeds of all 10 of the articles?
1: Yeah, you make a micro pitch. Uh, I love those
0: this already. I think this is basically what the Odyssey Online is doing in some way. But uh, oh no, their but pitch that is written, that you isn't
1: that written by like AI? It looks like it's written by. Uh, Cat it, AI.
0: it reads like it's written by. I actually, and whenever I'm talking about the problems with content now, which I'm often talking about, I direct people to the recently uh, majorly funded Odyssey Online, which is the single worst. <laughs> publication that has ever existed on the internet. It's um, It actually makes this Yahoo Movies. In fact, this Yahoo Movies thing that I was reading that has like completely broken English and it doesn't read like a human being wrote it is an Odyssey Online level article. I actually keep a tab open in my phone of an Odyssey Online article. The Odyssey <laughs> Online, let me quickly explain, is a, a project started by some young, some whippersnapper. It is here's how it works. So they just raised $25 million, which is so much fucking money. It's insane. Okay, here's how it works. College students, they have 10,000 contributors from colleges. College students write an article about something they're interested in. They don't get paid. They get to... Bask in the promotion of their story mm-hmm. on a website it's or good, something it's like good that. It's good for your
1: resume or whatever. They and have. there
0: are, and then they have three editors that that look over every story that goes live.
1: Wait, isn't this basically like thought catalog? I'm sorry, I
0: have to, I have to read this. I have to read this. <laughs> this Prince Post that is the one that I keep showing people. I keep a tab open, uh, in my phone, so I can read this article from the Odyssey <laughs> Online. <laughs> Here's the URL is the slash rest-peace-prince. RIP Prince, the legend has passed. I'm going to read this to you now by Alexandria Savage, okay. Who may or, who may or may not be an actual person. She has one follower. <laughs> <clears throat> Many people are grieving due to Prince dying this past week in Minneapolis, Minnesota. On April fifteenth, Prince had a close call on his plane, where it had to be emergency, where it had to be emergency landed due to him being unconscious, and then rushed to the hospital. <laughs> the University of Minnesota is even thinking about awarding Prince with an honorary doctorate, and were considering this even before his death. What? People are still people are still mourning and creating memorials for him. There are many rumors going around about a possible drug overdose, despite his previous anti drug comments. He apparently suffered from severe stage fright, and in order to cope with that, he used. Dil did and fentanyl. According to a di- to different pub- to a, to according to different publication, he overdosed. Three edit three editors three editors saw this. He overdosed on these medications. Also, according to different publications, there is no known will. According to NBC News, he has one full sister, and she stated there is no known will. She filled out the paperwork to administer of his estate.
1: Anyway, I can keep grammar going, TK but- spelling TK content TK. I'm sorry. This thing it is a fucking insane to me
0: and these these youngsters they went into they went into investor in a room somewhere and they said we are the future of media give us 25 million 25 million dollars to make more of this and that it somebody was like okay oh, yeah
1: yeah it sounds right to me let's go to market on this which is why your idea
0: is perfect what are you gonna and call I this
1: say, uh the odyssey p- excellent Excellent.
0: Odyssey online. Here's what they hi, we're Odyssey. We are a content platform that discovers and shares a chorus of millennial voices of on topics that matter most to you. Odyssey enables content to find its most relevant audience organically. Wow, let me get started with this. Let me log I can log in with Facebook. All right, let's let's try it out. Let's see what happens. What kind of information do they want from me? I'm going to give them I'm going to give them uh, no almost no information. They want every, by the way, they take every piece of information they can get. All right, I'm logging in here.
1: So, what's the hope here that they share those articles with their friends and
0: something like that? They want to use. Um, oh, I'm I'm already done. I'm there. They want me to create a username. I'm out. No. Sorry, guys. Let me learn more about this. Anyhow, the point is, <clears throat> the point is that the thing you just described, which is a pyramid scheme, is what this thing is. Oh, now they say they have twelve thousand content creators. Um, it this basically is the culmination of everything that's wrong with media
1: well it takes the idea of like an intern who you don't pay anything to do <laughs> your like we were talking about with Alex you don't do like pay anything to do you know, your transcription or whatever else. It's like, it, and, and a lot of people are okay with that with, in media companies because they're like, it's a plush job. You should have to earn it. But this takes that to another degree, which is people are so, coming out of college so desperate to get a spot in the new media. And they're like, well, will you do the full job of a content creator for free? We don't care about the quality. Right. And then making money on that. It just kind of seems... A little sick to me. Like, it's like when those people go on Shark Tank and they're like, how do you make these? They're like, we get veterans to do it and pay them a buck an hour. And everyone's like, innovative. It's like, no, that's slave labor.
0: (laughs) Here's what somebody wrote about it on. Oh, one of the guys who invested in Michael Lazaro. Honestly, the most exciting company I've seen since BuzzFeed. Oh, God. You know what? (laughs) Whatever. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not going to keep talking about it. I've now driven traffic to, to them, the which odyssey. is the worst. Which is the worst thing I've ever done. Um anyhow. Anyway. How do we get on this topic? Oh, because we we're talking about your great idea, which is um pyramid.com.
1: Pyramid Pyramid <laughs> dot What
0: would be a good what's like a good funny cue way to say pyramid?
1: I would say Egypt. <laughs> no, that's
0: <laughs> can you get dot Jews? I don't think that's something. No, no, you, can, you
1: can make up top level domain domains now, right? <laughs> can you <laughs> i don't know Maybe. i think you can google said that you could there's like doc coke and stuff now
0: Ugh, i could go for a coke right now i'm so thirsty I had a very salty dinner. Yeah, anyway, this is great. This is high end conversation. This is what people pay the. This is what people are paying the high uh, dollars that they pay to get to this podcast.
1: Listen, you told me kind of you told me this would be good for my resume, and <laughs> if I could get nine friends Listen, to produce, you're going to get
0: so many shares once this hits our <laughs> our front page. You don't even understand. Anyway, is there anything that you feel like you needed to share with our audience that you haven't shared? Um, well, first off, we should tell people you're gay.
1: I am an avowed homosexual.
0: <laughs> I think we've talked about that plenty of times on the podcast. It,
1: it, you know what? I hate I hate when you're with somebody and they bring up the whatever thing about themselves over and over and over again. And, you know, I think I hate that because that also is me. Do you do that? I don't know. I see everything kind of. I am like the 2016 version of that comic who's like black people be like or like women be like. I'm like <laughs> that, but I'm like gay people be like straight yeah. people be like. And I don't know yeah. how to turn it off.
0: No, it's okay. Look, there's you know it's, there's crazy differences between gay people and straight people. Like gay people are into people of the same sex. Okay. Straight people are into people of the opposite.
1: Oh sex. Oh my god! <laughs> Boom.
0: Give them a drop. half
1: an hour on comedy central. Am I? Central.
0: What am I? Am I a fucking? Am I? am a scientist. I'm a comedian. It's all coming <laughs> together. You know? It's like. And
1: you're the owner of a very lucrative pyramid scheme.
0: Very lucrative pyramidly. Uh, here's how it works you write five articles you you get your friends to write five articles you sh- each you take a share of their proceeds They take a share of the proceeds of the people who write five articles for them and so on and so forth until everybody is Fucking rich
1: you're going to be get the title of editor within the a year.
0: I'm sorry. This is This is this is a fucking good idea it's, I mean it's good, it's good in the way that good with quotes with quotes around No, it. it's, it's good It's in effective.
1: The, it's evil, but it's effective
0: I mean, it's kind of like how come somebody hasn't just done a straight-up pyramid scheme? Exactly like the one we described for content because it's like in some way, it's uh, in got some a better ways hook they than kind most of
1: have, though. Like, I was yeah, I guess I, so. like when I was writing for Thought Catalog, I did it under a pseudonym. You can't find those articles. I realized that I was one of the only people getting paid, and it was so that they would have something to say, Look, we have quality articles, but they publish everything else. And really, their content stream was like if 50 of your friends click on your personal essay about how you didn't go to Paris we can pay for everything else or whatever was the thinking.
0: Right. And then they had right. a few
1: 10 pole writers prop them up with like qu- more quality stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. I guess the Ponzi scheme is out there. Oh, wait, Ponzi, wait, Ponzi and Ponzi and pyramid, the same or different,
1: different Ponzi Something scheme. You, you take money from one person and make it look like profits to the other. And you just keep taking more money. Oh,
0: that's a good, that's good too. Can we build a idiot business <laughs> around that? <laughs> that's that's actually really good. That's right. I forgot. I forgot how Ponzi. This is like I forgot that's how Ponzi schemes work. Uh, that's really good. How does that? How can we turn that into a media business, All right. a content business? So,
1: in order to download one podcast, you get the other one as a backdoor pilot, and then those those listens Ooh. get Ooh. double counted.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, this is something. Yeah, this is something. Could we combine the pyramid and the Ponzi scheme somehow?
1: All right, so if you make okay, yes, you make a Wait show a or or yes. branded content that backdoors yes. in five friends branded content, and then yeah. they have to get five friends in order to cut of the profits that from those ones, and it keeps building out until everyone on earth has a podcast and is an editor at Pyramid Dutley.
0: What if it was like something like you can pay for higher placement to a bigger audience? Okay. It's the it's the pyramid scheme, okay, just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But you can take some of your medium earnings, with microtransactions. You can take some of your earnings and and but no, but also pay to to get better placement, invest more exposure, and you can kind of like there becomes there's like almost a stock market where you can play. <laughs> you can play your content against other pieces of content. Everybody's playing their content, and so there's like you get these micro payments because of your you know your pyramid scheme. But then you can re invest some of the micropayments into your placement game, Mm -hmm. which is like, will literally be like a electronic trading game. Oh, so we gamify, we're gamifying.
1: And at the end of the month, the top three earners win, and they get a ribbon on their profile showing that they're a top earner.
0: And they get like, a payout. Yeah.
1: Well, you get a small payout. You get, like, when you did those door-to-door candy sales as a kid, you get, you know, like, Pogs or whatever.
0: Right. And so... So by the way, this is very good, and so there is. This is we're gamifying the news. Mm-hmm. Gamifying, the, we're gamifying. We have we've got uh, a growth strategy, piece, which is our a pyramid huge, huge growth, huge growth strategy, and then uh, the monetization strategy, which is which is just killer
1: Ponzi it. scheme,
0: Ponzi pyramid, and pyramid
1: dot slash ponds.
0: <laughs> I like this. I think this, this is great. Is be I feel like I feel like exactly. we've you know we should call it. Uh, no, we'll have, we to have to workshop the name yeah. offline. Oh, and, and okay. by the
1: way, most of the things that you write, you get a bonus transaction if they're sponsored content. So if you write an article about how good Pepsi is, you get a boost, right? Well, there. I would
0: think that on the market, there would be an opportunity to be able to, like, you could bid towards certain sponsorships that would get higher placement because they're higher value to the overall organization. Mm-hmm. There's something here, which is, which is totally awful. Evil. I would say invasively
1: bad for the world. Very
0: bad, but also I think could be a huge business. I mean,
1: we would do great.
0: Here's what I want to say. I'm working on something. It has nothing to do with this. The thing that we just described. Less evil? Way less evil. Way, way less evil. Mm -hmm. But if someone wants to, as a side project, get together with me and work on... And
1: me. Don't cut me out of this deal. (laughs) This is starting already.
0: (laughs) Well, Ryan, you're, you're contributing to my pyramid obviously
1: <laughs> there can only okay. be one top of the pyramid well, you're already
0: well you're already part of the pyramid right Damn i mean it. i'm the i'm the pinnacle Damn of the pyramid it. okay and you're like layer you're the layer just beneath oh. it all right holding the pinnacle up
1: you know what though i'll be the waz in the end i'm the hero of the people
0: <laughs> yeah that's cool the he's fucking rich too so yeah, don't worry about no. it it all worked out no no as long okay, as i get I'm, my segue, you're right I'm you're fine. right you're right we are co-founders in this business okay <laughs> ryan and i are looking for a team we're putting together a team to build the ultimate pyramid slash Ponzi slash gamifying scheme for content creation for
1: branded content creation for branded
0: <laughs> well well branded and non branded which yeah. you know there's value we can get value. value in a personal
1: essay but if you there's can mention the place. if you can mention Audible in that personal essay mm. good for everybody
0: very good especially since Audible is one of our um, one of our premium sponsors and you get extra points added to your uh, scorecard Absolutely. for working with them yes in the you get in, you get a free audiobook occasionally if we can work and you get a free audiobook yeah. all right i think it's a good place to leave Excellent. it uh ryan this has actually been uh not actually i'm like wow i'm so surprised this was <laughs> entertaining this was a lot of fun uh i've really enjoyed it i've learned a lot about you i now know well actually i still there's still a lot i don't know about well, then
1: you yet. gotta wait for the sequel
0: well obviously obviously there's gonna be a second one but we've learned some important things um <laughs>
1: A Ghostbusters 2.
0: Uh, what, what do you think about the new Ghostbusters really quickly?
1: I'm going to be there day one. I'm not going like, to say I'm not saying it's a great movie, but I think it's awesome that they're making it, and it's going to be better than most of the other shitty movies that come. Can
0: out. I throw my theory out to you? Sure. So, you know, in the trailer, they're like, something's causing the ectoplasm to spike or something like that, or it's like so yeah. somebody's releasing all of these ghosts or some shit like that. Yeah, I think Dan Aykroyd's the bad guy in the movie. <gasps> that just blow your fucking mind. Either Dan, what? I think either Dan Aykroyd or Bill Murray. I think this is going to be on the timeline, right? Like they're yeah. like new, it's like all the ghosts have been gone for a long time, and then the new Ghostbusters show up because like suddenly there's a lot of ghosts, and it's like where are all these ghosts coming from? Whoa. And it's like one of the old Ghostbusters somehow is behind it. Anyhow, I'm just throwing that out there. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm just totally speculating. I have no evidence to support this whatsoever.
1: Well, the week it comes out, we'll either open the show with applause or we'll open it with booze, depending on how yeah. it worked out.
0: Wow. Well, you'll have to go see it cuz I'm I'm I, honestly I'm probably not going to. Well, I I'll it takes see a lo- report back. Takes a lot to get me to a theater these days, as you well know. What?
1: You don't want to pay $27 for just popcorn alone? I don't th- it's not the
0: cost, okay? It's the it's the it's the audience. Yeah. It's the it's the <sighs>
1: <laughs> it's it's, the, it's bed the bugs too like the theaters oh, are no garbage yeah fuck
0: that that's terrible and i don't want to be it's like i have full control over my situation at home okay i've got a yeah. pretty sick system like do i really need I, honestly because it's I, day I, one
1: i pretend that i would like to go to the movies a lot there's i probably go three times a year
0: i saw the new star wars uh, film in the theater on opening day but sort of by accident at like 10 in the morning in Mount Kisco, which is an area of Westchester that is very north of the city. <laughs> and it, there was nobody there. And it was oh. awesome. It was g- fantastic. I love that. I, it was literally, literally, there were like
1: four people in the how theater. How awful is that feeling when nobody's in the theater and you're totally alone and then one person shuffles in and you're like, it's the yeah, same sure. thing, but also this was going to be mine. Yeah, it's the,
0: worst. It's, the worst. it's the worst But seeing a, seeing a film in an, on an almost empty theater
1: Oh, oh, there's nothing
0: Because the reality is The only movies I really want to see in a packed theater I had the best time I saw Halloween H20 in a packed theater, okay And listen, <laughs> nobody was fucking paying attention There was no, no dialogue that you no. need to hang on to You're like, wait a second, hold on, hold on What's he saying? Nobody said that no. because it didn't matter Because nothing that happened in that movie mattered All that mattered was that everybody was having a fucking blast yeah. And we were all screaming We were all screaming at everything that happened, we were yelling when something shocking happened. Popcorn was being tossed. It was like it was like a, the Rocky Horror Picture
1: Show. Well, it's like oh that. Uh, well, that's the best. That's the best experience. That sure. honestly, anything and any sort of thing where that's what a movie. That's what a movie theater should be to me. Where at least when I lived in Sydney, there was a theater where you could go and they would serve you the food that was on screen as they were eating it. You would eat it. Right. And that was like, I was like, you're giving me like a value add here. Or in at Nighthawk, they do Saturday morning cartoons. You go watch a cartoon and then there's unlimited cereal.
0: Oh, really? It's, that sounds depressing to me. Fu-
1: it's like fun. No. I don't know. I mm. like that.
0: I don't like the idea of infantilizing adults in that manner. Uh, well, Don't we do that shit enough? I mean, we're already <laughs> playing video games 24-7. Do we really need to go watch Saturday morning cartoons and eat cereal?
1: You're talking to a man child right now. <sighs>
0: You know what? It's time for us to get real. Okay, we got ISIS breathing down our neck. <laughs> we got Donald Trump breathing down our neck.
1: Listen, I think honestly, I think
0: how do we not even talk about politics or anything? It's because we we have a we're heated in a heated agreement.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Do you
0: think there's anything in politics that we differ on? No, I'm. Uh,
1: I mean, Hard, I, I am, I'm like super pro-life. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a monster. That's what, that's what, that
0: literally, can I just say something? That literally was the joke that I was about to make. It's not a laughing matter. I understand, by the way, I want to say something as you're, as you're cracking up. Listen, this is not a time for jokes. No, listen, I understand. I am completely, completely um, sympathetic to the pro-life stance. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are in many cases for me personally where I would go, okay, this is a... I'm like, this is a pro-life situation for me, right? Yeah. So I totally understand how people feel and I understand why it's so emotional and important to them. Uh, but of course, you know, I'm staunchly pro-choice.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like, I know what would be right for me in that situation, right, but I'm which not- is we,
0: Which is where we have to- Gotta, you know
1: what it's kind of honestly it's the same thing to me of like oh you don't like gay marriage then don't marry someone of the same sex
0: that's not i don't get on gay marriage escapes me I, you can make an argument pro-life there's some interesting arguments where you can be like there's some biological arguments to be made where it's like all right at what point do we consider life having truly started yeah. like there's some really like, philosoph-
1: philosophical arguments
0: yeah there are some real debates there right gay marriage is like uh oh your book your old book said don't do it yeah. Like what was your, what's your reason? You don't it makes you uncomfortable? It it threatens your marriage. You don't want gay people to have tax breaks. Like what is what are the actual reasons? like there are no It's just good
1: disliking reasons. people. It was like interracial marriage. It was just like yeah. that seems icky to me. I've I, haven't I don't know it. Ryan
0: what, what's next? We'll be able to marry animals.
1: <laughs> That's oh, the
0: shit that people wh- say who don't yeah, like Yeah, where they
1: say like what's next? Polyamory and I'm I always feel like, yeah, maybe. Like go for it. I don't I'm not here to tell people what to do. Our
0: kids are going to crack the fuck up when they hear the shit the shit that we argued about and.
1: Sort of like racism. Like, no kid would come to the conclusion of racism. Like, no baby would grow up and be like, oh, well, these people are obviously beneath us without, yeah, be- like, society.
0: <laughs> no, of course. I mean, and by the way, when you have a kid, you see how everything... You do and say, and even the stuff you don't even realize you're doing is totally absorbed by They're them. Little it's sponges. Like, no, this doesn't come natural, you know. But listen, kids are horrible. Yeah. What comes natural to them is like hitting stuff, throwing stuff, laughing while you're crying. <laughs> yeah. Like that's real. You know, what I mean? yeah. like 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 Zelda would happily, you know. I mean, not really now, but there was a period where like if somebody was upset, like she would think it was really funny. <laughs> but like that's just, cause that's just like kids are animals yeah. right but Like, but she's not like oh she's like ugh I hate black people Like that's, like, you know, she's not going to just like that shit's just like going to pop into her head one day I believe it's the
1: institution a- of marriage is between t- a white man and a <laughs> yeah. white woman with no yeah. money
0: she's not going to just roll out of bed one day and
1: be like land bearing yeah. men are the only Whom, people daddy judging. why are we
0: letting People of the same sex get married. Like it's like, is not going to happen. Well, I, I,
1: if it does, unless, if it
0: does, she's going to have hell to pay.
1: Unless you're one of those precious people on social media who's like, my little kid looked up to me and said, "Why is that man so angry?" And I looked at Mr. Trump and her and I said, "I don't know, baby." <laughs> or whatever they <laughs> yeah. say.
0: That's cool. Those are just tweets.
1: Just tweets. Just or things thing is, that say like, well, "My little girl looked up, looked at Hillary Clinton, looked up to me, and said, she's the most qualified on foreign policy.'" Like, no, they didn't.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they did. You know, kids, kids, kids do a lot of reading when you're not around. You don't know what she's checking out. You know, she's she's looking at uh, talking points, talking points memo, and. Shit like that. And then the other kids are reading Breitbart, you know? They're yeah. reading Milo Milo Jananopoulos. Got to be
1: careful what you leave around the house. What oh, you know, Milo Jananopoulos.
0: Is that, how you, is that how you pronounce the name? I don't really know. I he, think he's... Nero. Uh, he
1: is the worst.
0: <clears throat> Here's the thing. I would say he's the worst if I believed that he believed any of the shit that Looks he says. like Ann Coulter. But I, think, I think it's a 50 <clears throat> No, I think Ann Coulter is for real. I think what's what's uh, what's anno- most annoying about him and what his, his followers... I don't think whoever they are, whatever complete, you know, wastes of human life they are. Um, he doesn't actually believe the shit that he says says and isn't for real in, in any way and is just using dummies, hateful dummies to like have a career.
1: Yeah. A certain actually, point.
0: Like his biggest, his biggest offense is that he, his biggest offense is that he's full of shit. Mm-hmm. I'd actually respect him more if he could, if I b- felt that he believed in any of the b- garbage that he says.
1: Here's the anyway, thing. Yeah. He is the A worst. Trolling thing. for me, I think is funny or interesting when you're, it's like uh comedy when you're punching up. Like when Katie Natopoulos trolls somebody, there's nothing better on this earth because she <laughs> always punches so far up. But when you're just trolling to troll like, like Reddit trolls or any of that like MRA right. troll gamer right. game stuff. Right. It's, Is it impressive? Sure.
0: I don't think but I don't think he's trolling. I just think he's like getting people to pay attention to him because he doesn't have a career otherwise.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I would fold that into the same logic
0: and culture. Probably that's pretty much true for her. I think it's
1: 50 50. I think she genuinely thinks, you know, I can trust corporations more than the government, but I don't think she thinks the widows at 9-11 were really enjoying themselves. As she said,
0: I can't believe I can't believe we really let this freedom of speech thing go that far. Shouldn't we have a? Shouldn't there be limits on free speech? Let's be honest.
1: I love that the Supreme Court believes <laughs> that um, <laughs> believes that money is freedom of speech, but um, but Gawker no, reporting on Hulk Hogan's sex tape that was leaked to them is somehow like off the table. How dare you!
0: It's crazy. It's cra- We have we have a crazy. But as you know, did you watch the filibuster for gun control? Oh, I watched the whole thing. The, okay, so like you watch the whole, you watch all like twelve I mean, hours it was, of it. I mean, ever? it was on in the background for yeah. all of that. So so you know, the amazing thing is that they're like. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the senators made this point. They're like, yeah, look, we have freedom of speech. We have limits on freedom of speech. There are things yeah. that you can't do. Like, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater, which I guess is like, an, I guess in some ways is a limit on free speech, though you don't think about it that often.
1: Well, it's, it's, like, it's like freedom of speech unless it's interrupting with other freedoms.
0: And, yeah. And and then, you know, of course, apparently there's a heated agreement now that, we yeah, we shouldn't let people who are on the no-fly list have guns. Mm-hmm. Which is like, oh, the last two major shootings in the country were people who were on the no-fly list. Anyhow, it's like that's a tough one to agree with. Even the end now. Here's everybody has been in the unfortunate situation of agreeing with the NRA because the NRA, NRA is like, yeah, terrorists shouldn't be allowed to have guns. It's like, cool, oh. really, guys? Because. You weren't saying shit like that for the last 100 years in this country. Well, it's
1: just weird because there's like a signed letter from Ronald Reagan saying like, we need an assault weapons ban. (laughs) And then to hear the same people who deify him, you know, like the plague creating president of whatever he to see those people deify him, but then completely disagree. Like his tax, like the tax rate under him was higher than it is now. And yet we still have to like burden under their belief of nonsensical but, yeah. thing
0: and what people don't really realize is that <clears throat> everything good we have is because of the 90s because of the 90s mm-hmm. and the 90s what happened in the 90s in regards to the way we thought of i mean honestly like the explosion of the internet like the diy culture that has like led to the most interesting things in technology and on the internet and like a lot of the progressive thought and action that we've seen over the past you know 30 years 20 20 30 years um is a a direct response to reagan's america which was a complete fucking night apocalyptic nightmare and and like people act like reagan was i mean he was a he did a terrible job at being a president to a country of, of very diverse people he was a good president for white people rich white people yeah who were self-obsessed? Well, it's like that '80s '50s thing.
1: '80s '50s thing, where like the the pendulum swang back and forth, and yeah. the best thing that came out of the '50s was the '60s.
0: Right, and and the uh, and right, and the best thing that came out of the eighties was the nineties, and mm-hmm. the nineties paved the the nineties really did pave the path towards everything that is interesting right now. Oh, I mean, in, in every in every way, I mean, not to say that just because that's the the march of time, but if you you can see these like direct relationships between like indie rock and like mm-hmm.
1: YouTube. Oh, absolutely. You know? Well, and even so, like, zines. Zines and, and like, I mean, Tumblr and blogs, blog Zines and blogs, culture. yeah.
0: Totally. No, 100%. I mean, in so many people – by the way, I know so many people who were, like, in indie bands or, like, indie artists or had zines and are now, like, in media in some way – in, like, significant but ways. But even,
1: even when you look at comedy – and that's something that I think most people don't take a look at the f- – Like, uh, I do UCB and, you know, you take classes, which is just upper level theory of comedy. And you look at how comedy in the 80s was stand-ups doing very um, perspective-based, like, you know, my my wife does this. Comedy in the 50s was like that. Comedy in the 80s is like that. But all of the comedy that we have now, everything good that we think is funny was created by alt rooms in the 90s or SNL's, like, new breed of people that came in from those alt groups, those improv groups that formed to say that like what that ha- that hacky bullshit that standups are doing it, it it there's we've we've come to the conclusion on that like we've took that as far as we can let's do some weird stuff and that's where people that you know i mean if you just if you even just look at like maria bamford's new show it's because it, came, it was so so reactionary those vignettes she was doing were so reactionary And they had to hit at the right time. And the 2000s were not the right time. But I think now we're in a headspace where we can say, like, you know, that we're willing to go somewhere creative with comedy. Like the pendulum swung back from, I guess, what the ultimate conclusion of sitcoms is like The Big Bang Theory or How I Met Your Mother.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, is it? I mean, uh, actually, I feel like I don't want to give either of those shows. The the worst ever sitcom that has come that has that is, i think the perfect combination of all of the worst sitcoms is probably two broke girls
1: oh god i i i've i've I mean, seen we, like this five is about the second minute.
0: week second week in a row we're talking about two broke girls we
1: should disclose that we are investors in the show we
0: should <laughs> disclose that we i own 40 40 uh, stake in two broke girls
1: <laughs> no i I've, I've seen five to ten minute clips of that show and it's it's just shocking. Like it's no, shocking it's, it's, that that makes it to air. I've been in those rooms that's that 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 group of people exists that allows that to happen. It's I, I unbelievable to me.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's really incredible. And also, by the way, one of the most popular shows on television, which is where how you can arrive at the idea that Trump is a viable candidate in America.
1: <laughs> I know, okay, I with- think we forget <laughs> that, that 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 what most of the country is is not us right no
0: we do of course it's, not, it's, a, it's not, not
1: gay. a gay Jew who does comedy and freelance and wakes up at one in the
0: afternoon <laughs> uh, you know or and it's not you obviously
1: <laughs> oh you're the gay Jew I get yeah, it did you just get it now I did kind <laughs> of just get
0: it <laughs> We got to wrap. We got to wrap. That only got really good in the last yeah. time. I mean, it was garbage Every time we say that. we're going to wrap it up. This is what happens. This is what happens with me all the time. I actually feel like hour two is where conversations really get interesting. Yeah. The first the first hour is just foreplay. hmm And then you get into it. Well, okay, yeah, you, you w- got to let the weed hit. You really do. <laughs> I've been vaping all weekend, so obviously I'm 100% stoned all weekend long. Um, Ryan, thanks for doing this. Of course. I really enjoyed it. We have to do it again. We've got to do a sequel. Yes. And... Um, And you know, like, I'll see you very soon because we're going to be recording a bunch more shows together. Yep. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, though. I understand that your family has just found the Slimer stickers on Peach and they're sending you a message right now.